experience. Yeah. Okay. Recorder's turned on there. I did turn on the recorder in the other room. So that's good. So all I got to hit this button here and uh, we're ready to go. Welcome to the new media show. Yeah. Welcome, Todd. <laughs> uh, just telling Rob, it's like, uh, I feel like I'm on mile 52. It, it, and it really, it actually started Monday, but yesterday I had my first call at 7 a.m. Eastern and my last, I finished last night at 10 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> uh, especially if you're doing um, calls with people outside of the U.S. You know, <laughs> and you sometimes I force them to go late, but right. yesterday I had to go late. And then this morning it was just, you know, it's been, I, I think today, this week I've got 23 Zoom calls set up. So, um, and yeah. I can't complain. Some Long of you are not working. Stuff. I understand. Yeah. But anyway, right. welcome. Welcome, Rob. Uh, yes. And if I feel a little disjointed, I am. And I did decide to wear something bright today, so. That's good. Yeah. I got a little H2O here. So there is absolutely nothing going on in the podcasting space. So if you're listening, uh, you can just hit stop. No, I'm just kidding. Right. There's no <laughs> point in continuing, right? But I did um, label this show um, Podcasting Tech. And it's just because I've had a whole bunch of meetings this week with Lots of companies that are doing lots of new things in the podcasting space. And some of it, I'm, well, most of it, I'm not at liberty to say, but it, it, there is a lot of, a lot of companies building a lot of tech for podcasters. And at least mm -hmm. three of the solutions, I'm like, uh, did you check this out? <laughs> right. Did you know well, about this? Of, there's a lot of duplication on right now of companies. And this happened in the past. Uh, yeah. Where, where, where people see an opportunity um, to basically mine some data from the medium and create services. Um, and everybody gets the same idea. And, <laughs> and, and by the way, kind of grows. And right. by the way, Joe Pardo, if you're watching, I started writing you a messenger this morning and I wrote the title of my session. I'm going to have it your event. And I got the first three words of the description written before my phone rang. And I haven't been back to it since like 8.45 this morning. So, Joe, I've got a partially written response to you. I got the same thing going on, too, with trying to pitch these virtual events that are coming up. So, anyway, it is, uh, it's a great Wednesday. And I think what we're going to see is um, lots of people trying. Well, it's a lot of ad tech. A lot, a lot of ad tech. People are trying to really jump in this, in the ad business, amongst other things. Well, yeah, and if you kind of throw another layer on top of this is the whole privacy question, right? Um, which complicates the issue and the IPv6 uh, things are going to complicate things even more. Cookies going away. I mean, just a lot of changes. All kind of revolving around privacy and and it, it's going to drive these ad businesses a little crazy for a while until yeah. they get maybe some new models established. But Blueberry finally caught up. You know, I put off for a year integrating with Headliner. Oh, you did? Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah, we put right. off, we put it off for a year 
-hmm. And I finally told the dev teams, let's go ahead and put this in the, now that we have the agile scrum method. Right. (laughs) I said, I have all this unclosed business. Let's get all this unclosed stuff closed. So that went live yesterday and we retired some of our older tech for headliner and it's nice when you can just kind of flip the switch on something and I don't have to do any more dev work on social. <laughs> right. Yeah. Headliner, go, go do it. <laughs> and that's, we'll just integrate with people that do stuff well. Yeah, Todd, I like the the headline that I saw on uh, Pod News. What was it uh, yesterday or something like that? Talking about um, trust. I don't oh, know if you saw that. Or not. Yeah, I did. And actually, I look for podcasting is more trustworthy than traditional media. Boy, that's a that's breaking news there, boy. But you know, it is kind of <laughs> funny um, that they would uh, finally figure that out. Well, I think we've known this for a long time, right? Yeah. That's why post-read advertising does so well, right? It's about yep. trust. And I and I know James is listening. And by the way, if you're on Facebook, um, say hello. If you're on YouTube, say hello. Check in. So we did get a couple of emails from James. I got to be careful because some stuff things here he didn't want me to read. But he said, right. Uh, right. he said, hey, Todd, listening to the new, I did both of us. Hey, Todd and Rob, listening to the new media show while sending stickers out. That's good. We were looking forward to your stickers. Here's your list of who is certified. So he's been copying. Well, he's sending his own stickers. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So he's sending some stickers to us. Says this is every this is every podcast hostess out there, as far as I can find, in marked in red with an IEB logo. Are those are certified? Some here don't appear on the IEB list. They're using the systems provided by their own owners. Right. So James, thank you for that. I knew you had that list. And then let's see here. Oh. Should I start with the below, not for publication? I, I guess I probably shouldn't. <laughs> um, he yeah. said, you asked if I asked Spotify about Anchor's pirated podcast. I did. In fact, Anchor's PR department doesn't exist anymore. It's Spotify's PR department. Spotify queried a detail of the story, but didn't give me a statement. They've since given one to Digiday, I noticed. Regarding there's no link from Google Podcast RSS feeds, true, but he wrote a program to fix this, and now I'll have that link up in the show notes. It seems to work well, and we've been using it. And those of you, you should check your feeds and check and see what Google's pulling or how many, how many different feeds. It's, but you might find 10 listings for your show. Um, Pod News runs instrumentation our, on our own podcast pages, and the RSS button is the third most popular. We see a lot of that as well. It's, the RSS feed link is the third most popular? And on his site, yeah. Yes. He says, there's no best practices for podcast directories and apps, so none of them know what links we sh- should be used, how to display show notes, or any of that. If you're making a podcast app for fun, and there's a lot of those these days, then it would be really helpful for us as an industry, write A best practice document, and perhaps even to list podcast apps that comply with the best practice. Making a podcast app, here's what podcasters would really like. I keep banging this drum. I, you know, and James, so just so you're clear, 
we are talking specifically about web-based public directories. Right. I think it's simple. A -hmm. link to the podcaster's website. Right. A link to their RSS feed. Well, I think that that can exist in in a mobile app, too. Probably. I think a lot of those same principles can apply to um, a free exchange of of trust-building information between the listening platform and the publisher, right? And that's proper attribution for the source. And, and, um, and that's just kind of fundamental to the industry that's been around for a very long time. And, but, but it does apply to the web too. And here's a problem with directories and because I run one, we know if I take all of your, anything that's in the body of your blog post and all your hyperlinks, And if I import all of that into my directory, that full context of data in my directory, Mm -hmm. and I'm doing that for 300, 400,000 active shows, there's going to be one, two, three, four, or five knuckleheads. They're going to link to something that when Google comes through my website and indexes my outbound links, which are your link, it's going to say, hey, you are linking to hack, something that's really bad, something that's been compromised, and guess what they do? They put me on an instant bad boy list. Right. And it is not good. So this is why us as a directory, why you don't see hyperlinks, all the outbound hyperlinks in the body of your posts make it into our directory. Now, I've got an initiatives and a backlog data of stuff to do so that at some point we'll be able to carry that data. But what will happen is when you click on that link, there'll be a pop-up. They'll basically say, hey, you're leaving this website. You're agreeing to go somewhere else. Click, and then we'll send you on your way. Otherwise, Google will just, I I won't exist on the web. And when you, and when blueberry.com forward slash directory is, it, they just take Blueberry down. Right. right. So that's the problem of having, at least on a web-based directory, of the problem with having right. all that metadata. And you know right. how much database space all that takes up? Because we have it. Right. Yeah, didn't, uh, didn't Spotify just announce that they were going to support HTML in the, in the show notes? They for, did for some, podcasts? yeah, there's some, uh, but, but you know, but, but that's not a big deal for them because they're they're typically behind a password anyway, so it isn't a publicly yeah. searchable. Yeah, index. some of their stuff is public, but I yeah. think that um, yeah. And and for an app, it doesn't matter for an app either because Google's not indexing an app. They right. can have that full body of hyper hypertext links and everything, and they're not going to get penalized a bit for having those links and for it originating someone clicking on an originating outbound link. So, but, but a lot of the platforms will generate a show page on the web. Like Apple does. Apple has a show page for every, um, that's on the web for every podcast in their direct. Um, I don't believe that they're displaying hyperlinks on those pages. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, to be honest with you, I don't think I've looked, I, I probably have. Yeah. I don't Let think me, they are. Let's do uh-huh. here. New media show. Apple. So certain certain platforms are going to support hyperlinks and metadata, and other ones are not, based on their their 
vulnerability to those type of situations. Um, if you're in a like a Spotify app, it's probably less yeah. of an issue because then they oh. can control access to that. I just found something, Rob. What'd you find? So when I search for new media show, let me back up one. And it just has the, we have the previous episodes, right? So let me go to mm -hmm. the previous episode and click on that. Guess what it has? It's got a link on the episode to the episode website. And it actually links to that article. So this is something I had not realized. But yeah, all the, uh, the hyperlinks have been removed from the text. There's, not, there's hyperlinks right. here and there's no, but they do link to the article now. So when you say article, you're talking about the the permalink post. Yeah, the the permalink post to the episode. Right. Also, this is something that um, we're aware of, but Chrome, one version of Chrome right now has a bug. It's preloading audio. Oh, really? Yeah, on Macs specifically, it's 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 a uh, not recognizing the tag that doesn't. It basically says no play or no preload. It's ignoring that. So there's one version of Chrome out there right now that has a bug. And it's doing it uh, regardless. Regardless of your, of, of your settings. That's in right. Player. That's that a saying? specific version of Chrome on Mac right now. So okay. we've been watching that over the last 36 hours or so. Yeah. So anyway, and, and, um, what I've been told is, um, uh, if, if you see this, um, uh, maybe sometimes clearing a cache will work. Um, there's something in, in that, the Chrome that caused this problem. We haven't been able to completely figure out how to, 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 to trick it, not to do it. Um, mm -hmm. but anyway, we're hopefully though we get a, an update out pretty quick cause that's going to cause a inflation anytime someone goes to a website and not recognizing that, you know, no preload, no play. And yeah. it's very annoying too. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes your stats inflated. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Chrome Mac for the next, until they get an update out, ignore that number. Right. Oh, let me go off here. So anyway, yeah. So there's a, a hyperlink back to, the uh to the actual website so you know a little bit of kudos to apple for putting it in there but it's not on the main listing yeah on, uh, you're talking about the episode page yeah the episode page that you're linking to yeah. in your item post right in your RSS and actually right. i that's that's fine for me that they they're linking back but i bet right. you if i looked at the source code of this let me go look and look, look at the source and then see if i i, I do a little search here uh, apple f and I, let me type in the words no follow. Uh, let's see here. There's lots of instances of it. Oh, yeah. So they are, uh, maybe not. Let me look at it again. And uh, I'll explain the significance of a no follow tag is basically they, they don't want to. Apple, they don't want Google to uh, give uh, some juice. Yeah, I think they have a global no follow link in there. Mm -hmm. I'd have to, I need to look at this a little closer. 
this is what I'm looking at right now. So those of you that are like, oh my God, what's that? <laughs> yeah, you can you can tell that I'm having a you know real easy time finding that information. Right. <laughs> it's always fun trying to read RSS feeds. That wasn't our. That was the website. The complete website. Oh, that was oh. the. That wasn't that's that, straight HTML. Yeah, that's straight that. HTML. Uh, an Apple, uh, an Apple website HTML. I couldn't tell. Because <laughs> I wanted to make sure. I wanted to see if the episode website had a no follow tag. Right. Right. Because basically, Google would say, "Oh, there's authority there," and you know, linking back. So people are like, "What are you talking about?" So Todd, did you know that uh, Audible now has a uh, a podcast subscription service that lives lives behind their firewall i heard that and there was actually something else that was said in but that statement <laughs> well but did you oh did i i hope oh, i called audible plus yes gives access to exclusive audible pod for 7.95 a month luminary just based on comparison is charging 4.99 yep. a month for their subscriptions. Um, but the, the question, but um, the podcast content isn't pulling from any RSS, RSS feed. But they said something weird in one of the statements. And I wish I had it in front of me because I actually was like, my radar went off because they said that they would remove podcast ads in one of their statements. Oh my God. If I, find this someone's gonna have a field day with this so audible say, here we go again with audible uh podcast <laughs> ads removed let's see if that comes up with it uh i think maybe this is where it was um let's see if it it may have been over here so i guess audible um have emailed podcasters getting them to submit their RSS feed, but um, that's that submission is not necessarily for Audible. That's just for Amazon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. Here it is. Audible is reportedly signed a deal with Wondery to distribute its shows. The Verge says it's also working with Pushkin Industries and NBA on basketball podcasts. Celebrities including Alicia Silverstone, Michael Caine, and Josh Gad are also. Apparently part of the project, although no details have been announced. The content lineup is debuting free of advertising. The Verge says that includes the removal of any podcast ads already baked into the shows. Is that being done dynamically by them or I... is that being done or expected of the content creator at the point of publishing to this? Because it's not being published to them by any third party or assessment. Uh, so purportedly yeah. according to the press release, but these are deals done with individual podcast creators. producers, creators who have agreed, I'm sure on some sort of rev share to remove the right. advertising from their shows that are going to be, well, let's be frank. Yep. Seven, seven Rachel, uh, Giziah, and I apologize to Rachel, head of U.S. content at Audible, told The Verge that the focus is on curation and not having every podcast ever published. 
That means that rather than scraping RS feeds, a populated service, the company will instead strike deals with publishers, podcast publishers. What makes us distinct or different is really our focus on expertly created content and then also the high quality and the bar of narrative storytelling, that stuff with a beginning, middle, and end, she said. Yeah, so it's only going to be for certain right. um, show producers that are wanting to get involved in premium subscription service distribution of their podcast. The question is, does that mean that that content is no longer available outside of the Audible system? It is no longer via, a podcast. Via RSS feed. And if it is not available via RSS feed, um, they really can't call it a podcast. No, it's just content for Audible. But we, this isn't. Oh, Rob, Rob, Rob. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 how many times have they done this? I think this is like the third time. I no, think. I think it's more, yeah. isn't it? Is it, is it more? Okay. I because, mean, it's, hey, believe me, it's cool. And I, I think they were on the right track by calling them Audible Original, but, which I think they are as well. But I don't know. Todd. <laughs> they have done this. It's either the third or fourth round of attempts to have some sort of podcast presence in Audible. <laughs> And I hope Wondery or whoever's involved, I cash your checks. You know, you take that, take that Amazon money <laughs> and laugh all the way to the bank. I mean, I mean, let's be, let's be frank about it. I mean, Audible is certainly uh, a pioneer in premium audio. Um, you know, that's. They basically invented the medium, really. You yeah. go back and you look at these yeah. guys. I mean, I've, I've, I've known Audible since I began getting involved in online audio myself. So Audible's been around that long. They actually yep. invented some of the very first MP3 players yep. just to support what they were doing. Uh, so they are a pioneer in this medium. And, um, you know, podcasting is audio content and it's premium content. It's just that they've, they've tried to skirt this line between podcasting and premium, um, premium content. And it's, and mm, they've done it. They've had a hard time making it work because you, you kind of can't be really in both places. So, yeah. Yeah. It's tough. yeah, it is. So, um, it is an interesting move. I don't know. I guess we'll have to, yeah, I mean, I I wish them success with it, I mean, you know, but it's hard to call content that's available in the Audible Plus platform, uh, you know, under a strict definition of what a podcast is. I mean, if we open up our minds a little bit and think, well, maybe when you use the term podcast, you're referring to a piece of content versus how it's distributed. If you think of it as a reference to how it's distributed, not podcast anymore, but maybe People are changing on that. So I don't, you know, I don't know what you think on that. Well, I, I don't know. I guess we'll see. So anyway, that's probably enough on that. Okay. So, um, yeah, anyway, I, I read something today. Uh, oh, I can't say. It's just, it's amazing how, um, I mean, the context I can use. 
you have a conversation with someone and that person is the first time they're ever having a conversation with you about a topic. Mm -hmm. And you got a half a page of handwritten notes about that topic. And it's mm -hmm. original, very original. And again, there, no one else has talked about anything about that topic. And then a day or two later, you read something and you say, are my phones tapped? <laughs> yeah, right. How did they know about that? How right? did they know? <laughs> <laughs> and you're We're like, all thinking alike, Todd. And, and, you, and, you, and you're like, you know, this big F word comes out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Huh? But it is amazing how often, you know, because something, sometimes, uh, you know, you and I don't share company secrets between each other. We do this show and we, you know, what you guys hear is largely what we talk about. We maybe after the show, we'll talk about something, but it's never like trading what you know, Rob doesn't tell me what Libsyn's doing. And I sure as heck don't tell him what Blueberry's doing. <laughs> <laughs> but we do talk about our companies a little bit. On yeah, we do. And you, right. everyone right. else hears it. So it's not like it's, you know, it's right. not like we're sharing any trade secrets here. And then all of a sudden, Libsyn will have done something. I'll be like, those fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had that idea first. And, 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 or I'm sure we do something and you guys go, oh, those fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> or, right. or one, you know, it, it, it may not be you guys, but it might be, you know, Captivate or someone else, you know. But it's true. We're all, I think there's this mind, <laughs> we're all like, looped in you know and magnetic fields are crossing and you know in information that we're trying to keep separate from one another is still you know <laughs> well i think we both see the market in a very similar way and yeah and and we see opportunities in the market to add something to our platform that that makes something easier i think we both have the same objectives yeah. we're trying to make uh <laughs> creating and publishing podcasts as efficient and and as effective as possible so that drives us in similar directions um, all the time, you know. I mean, I think that one one time that jumped out at me, Todd, to draw a point or two is when you guys integrated Clamor back in the early, you know, back a few years back, <laughs> right. right, into your player, and it was like, because you know, the CEO of Clamor and Clamor was like a like a segment um, promotions platform kind of thing, kind of a little bit like the headliner platform is to some degree, but, um, but yeah, I thought about integrating that into our players too, or be able to create a audio clip from a podcast, right. And share it on social. Yeah. So, so, but you guys built it into the player and we never did. So <laughs> believe but, me, the topic was talked about a million times, but, but yeah. in the, in the scheme of things, I don't know how many people actually end up using it. Oh yeah. And that's, you know. that's what you're, that's what you're always weighing is, is that sometimes really great ideas are great right. ideas, but you know, sometimes those ideas don't actually have practical use by very yeah. many people. They're just good ideas. And, and I've got a, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, a thing that I'm debating right now, you know, I've, and my private internal podcasting, I've got a, you know, something that would make something easier. I guess that's being as cryptic as I can. Right. And uh, I've got to debate whether I spend three, four days of dev time doing this thing, which on paper, it looks great. But then does it get 
five uses or does it get a thousand uses or does it change things completely and you're you just never know sometimes you have to roll the dice and then six months later that was dumb yeah you know because every this every every customer idea is not always best for business mm-hmm. <laughs> although we consider right. it and we go through every one that comes in and yeah. you're you know you're like yeah yeah right I mean, it's a gamble yeah and when you you know when you're not rich like you guys are and in uh you know, and we have limited uh, developers. We have to, you know, we have to think real seriously about what's going to move the needle. It's it's hard to always have a crystal ball of what's going on. Hey, Todd, does does quality beat quantity in podcast advertising? I have a question. Quality, well, wanted podcast. I think so. Quantity is definitely. Uh, I know, okay, Geek News Central, I can't run more than three ads or my audience starts leaving. Two is the prime. I can do two good post-endorse ads on my show, and I'm good. If I do three, I'm, I can't do three for a long time without negative consequences. I can run three for a couple of weeks. Right. But if I push to four, there would be, they, there would be a mass exodus off the podcast. Okay, but quality in this context can also apply to the content quality. Does does an advertiser tend to get better results off of a show that's considered to be a higher quality no. show? No, that's has that's nothing, a very subjective. Has nothing to viewpoint. do with it. Has nothing to do with it. It has one hundred and one hundred thousand percent to do about host engagement or audience engagement, right? Yeah, host, host engagement with audience. It you know why are they saying quality content is better for the advertising? Well, yeah. So here's a quote: It says, "For a marketer, the best thing you can do is get in the ear of somebody that's already engaged." So the premise uh, is is that only they said engaged quality content engages, thus no. drives better ROI on the no. advertising side. Nope. Nope. Nope have small shows, small, tiny shows that kick the living crap out of shows 10, 20, 30 times their size and performance on ad deals purely because the host has a beloved audience and the audience wants to support the host. And there is an engaged host audience interaction. So I think where this is coming from is this, um, this bias in view that only um, what is considered to be kind of high profile um, podcast content um, typically drives the most ROI or engagement. No, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. And, and guess what? Media buyers that buy into that, you're selling yourself many percentages short on what you could have actually got out of that same buy. This is what we've been trying to tell media buyers for years, but they are, too arrogant to listen. Well, the article that's out there that just came out a couple of days ago, um, talking about this, um, uses as its reference, um, of 
quality content is 99% invisible uh, podcasts and serial as a example, right? So those are outliers. Right, right. So, yeah. So there's a bias out there, I think, towards what people perceive to be is almost like public radio type style content uh, as being the, the, the highest quality content, right? And thus the advertising models tend to, people are biased towards that model, right? The, the Wondery podcast or not, not as much the independent podcast. I don't hear a lot of people talk about quality content um, is uh, coming out of the independent podcast side. And if you map that to advertising, then you can kind of see where a bias can develop. Right? There is a bias. There's been a bias for years. Right. right. It, it happened when Adam Carolla came on the scene and, and, and some big show. And we've talked about it. If you've been listening to this show, you can answer that. You've got the PhD to answer this. Right. The money did this, went from the small shows to the big shows. And, 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 but, it, and it, it's. But why is that? Because, okay, you're 23 years old. Right. You are in charge of a, no, no, no. You're in charge of the Red Bull account. Right. You're going to be on this account 18 to 24 months. If you screw this up, you're not going up in the company. And you're, you're going to have to go somewhere else and hope you can have an, another campaign. So you go into your boss. Hey, I got this podcast advertising campaign. This cool tech show. Man, this guy knocks it out of the ballpark. He drinks Red Bull on the show. His audience loves him. It's called Geek News Central. I want to advertise in that show. And the guy goes, who? But who? Who? Who is that? I've never heard of him. Go find me a, a popular app, a podcaster. He go, and so the media buyer meekly walks back to her desk and says, uh, what are the top 20 podcasts? Right. And he goes back to the boss and said, hey, I've got 99% invisible to run Red Bull. And the boss says, great. Good job. I don't. Rob? Well, I have a little. Here, here's, here's the secret. They I'm teasing you. A, they don't. There's a punchline coming. They don't. Too. They don't care. They don't care about performance because no. they, 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 they got 99% invisible. They will forgive performance to get the name, right? Or the famous host. Or the famous host. They right. just got on there. Now, guess what they knew? We got 99%. Or we got Joe Rogan. Or we got or Roman Mars. Yeah, we got, right. oh, and we're on there. And so guess what that does? That causes that, that company that, that rep, we got Roman Mars. And the ad, and the ad group head explode. It looks good on paper. So when the performance comes in, maybe the performance is decent. It's decent, right. But mm -hmm. if they'd run on the little tech show, we, we'd have sold 25 truckloads of Red Bull. Compared to the three, people are going to say, no way, no how. Right. But it's about engagement. 
But media buyers don't care about that. It's This is why we are where we are and is why everyone says, oh, now we need to do programmatic with all this. They're calling podcasts, old podcasts, podcasts that don't have any uh, ads in it, remnant inventory. Right. That's all they, they don't have to pay very much for it. They're calling all this content rem. Oh, I don't want to call it remnant, but it's remnant. Yeah. Well, it's, it's unused in- inventory, which typically in the radio jargon world is bargain basement price. Right. Yeah. Jim in the chat room said there was old saying in IT, no one ever got fired for hiring IBM. Right. <laughs> well, Todd, what's the punchline? This to where I was leading this to was why we're seeing just uh, a proliferation of these um, rankers. Yeah. These ranker charts is for this exact topic. Rob, right? We, we should come out with a ranker. <laughs> Because guess what's happening here? It, it's focusing all the attention on the the shows that fit into that perception, right? right? And it's driving more advertising to those networks and those those shows that are coming up in these rankers. We right? we could we could uh, I own some really cool domains. Mm-hmm. I've got some really good ones, and it might actually be something to do with the. Uh, I, I bet you one of them will fall into something ranking stats.podcast or something like that. I can, right. so, or podcast.stats, something. I've got something. We could put up a fake website and put the most outlandish top 100 ranker together. Right. And, you know, I, I could register a, a, a media company firm or something in, uh, you know, in, in Las Vegas and not have my, name on the company we we could we could totally w- within about three months we could totally rig the system <laughs> hmm todd hmm. i i'm being so facetious here i would never do that i wouldn't waste my time i don't have the time to do it but well who's this who's so this you show actually base it on on uh redirected traffic no just make this? just make it up Go down the Apple podcast okay. list about 50 and take two or three from each of the, each of the categories. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to paint a picture here for everybody. Right. Yeah. Um, of, of why we're seeing what we're seeing in the market today. And it's, and it is around bringing attention to um, select groups of shows yeah. that are, that w- I can I say this and have it be Go, accurate? Um, just say that, it. Just say, I certain, want you to put it out there. Certain networks and certain companies want advertisers to buy into. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So these, these rankers are serving a purpose to an end. They're not serving a purpose to be accurate. If you know what I'm saying. I absolutely unequivocally agree. Yes. Yeah. Now they may be accurate for their list. For their list. Well, relatively accurate for their redirected list, right. 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 For their list. Right. So but it's but if you look across all of the rankers, guess what? They're all different. Right? So what does that tell you? Because if they were all stacked together and legitimately were ranked there would be some pissed off people. 
there wouldn't, yeah, the the advertisers um, wouldn't have um, this this concept that's easy to grasp. Um, but we don't get to a billion dollars by having a couple of top ten lists. Those twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, hundred shows can't move a billion dollars worth of ad revenue. Yeah, just you look, get at, to, uh, <clears throat> look at the search marketing. I mean, you want to get to two billion, then you need to start looking where the looking down the list and go down to several thousand shows right. and get down to the shows that are. Um, and so, I have to give give credit to you know folks like Red Circle that are trying to push that. Oh, by the way, degree. he sent us an right. email. Do you want to talk about his email? Sure. Go ahead. Well, I don't have it in front of me. So oh. You happen to have it. Have um, but but he did uh, say that he was willing to come on the show, so yeah. maybe we'll have to take him up on that. All right. Do you remember anything else he said? Mm, I think he was still defending his, his company's position. That's fine. I'm happy to have him on. So I think, and, and if I can find it out, I, I, don't, I can't remember if he told us not to read it or not. Let me see. Yeah, I don't have it. Uh, yeah. where, did, where did I put it? Uh, I stuck it someplace. So anyway, the, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a little curmudgeon on, The specific, and, and maybe, maybe I'm a little bitter um, of the fact that the indie podcaster has really been forgotten in large part by and ignored by media buyers. And well, yeah. I mean, it's a good question. You know, uh, how do we turn that around? There's got to be a way to do it. Rob, um, see my head? <laughs> You've been trying, right? Is that what you're going to tell me? You see, I have no hair. Todd, I think that's about genetic. No, no. <laughs> it's from having two daughters, a son, oh, okay. and media buyers that. Cause, cause you to pull your hair out? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, you know, it boils down to when I went to New York one of the first times, and this mm-hmm. is really what I, and, and again, if you're a media buyer and you're not, a, not like this, then I apologize for categorizing you this way. But we, we didn't have no money. We were just, we were doing everything off our credit card. And, um, I went to New York and went to a, you know, into a media buyer. It was 28th floor on some big building in New York. And, you know, I'm the, at that time, you know, mid 30 year old guy that pitching in a JC Penney suit. Mm-hmm. And when I, it was, and good questions and you know there's there's a more to the story about what happened during that story but when i walked out the 
the lead for that group. She grabbed, she actually grabbed my, my coat jacket and stopped me in the hallway. And she said, don't ever, don't you ever come back and present to me in, in a suit like this. And I was shocked. And we had no money. I didn't have the, I didn't have a thousand bucks to go or $1,500 to go buy soup du jour with a label inside. Right. And granted I conformed. And when I was, when I go back to New York now, I wear the appropriate clothing wear, but this, that attitude to me and maybe it was just, maybe it, it, it was wrong for me to assume that, but it just showed me that they care about the big brands. They don't care about the little brands. Well, they maybe care about the little brands as long as they're spending money, but they don't care about little shows. They want the big names, yeah. right. you know, and mm-hmm. sure. so maybe wrong assumption on my part. But that really kind of stuck with me and it grabbed me by the, and, you know, did that look down the nose. And I've met many, many wonderful media buyers over the years. Very personal. I went oh, yeah. to dinner, you know, so, you know, don't get me wrong, but it was just that, you know, stab me with a knife, you know? <laughs> right. And it just made me, and we were spending money. There was, I mean, people were spending money at that time on small shows, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Did it make any difference to go out and get a suit like that? Yeah. Yep. It did. It did. Make sure you got your $400 shoes on too. Absolutely. You got to walk in, look the part. It's part of the game of, of New York city, California dockers in a polo shirt. You're good. Right. But right. New York City, uh-uh-uh, don't you go into a meeting. And today, maybe it's not as bad. Things have relaxed in 15 years. Yeah, it's all, it's all Zoom calls now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but I, um, I did some interviews today, or yesterday and today. And every one of my Zoom interviews for a job hire, they, the, the folks that were dressed up, they were wearing a suit, or they were dressed to impress. And I complimented all four of the candidates that, cause I know they, they were probably just wearing sweats and a t-shirt before the call, but I, I at, told each and one of them, thank you very much for dress, dressing for success. And, uh, so they were, they were trained, whoever trained them, trained them well for a job interview. Or they're only wearing that, that, that nice clothes from the waist up. Don't care. The appearance was that they were, exactly. appearance was yeah. they were dressed for success. Right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So does it make a difference in a job interview? Yep. So does it make a difference when you go to sell media? Yep. (laughs) Well, let me offer a little comment on that. I think you need to to know the company and you need to know the company culture because that's not always the case. No, it's not always the case. Right. So you need to dig a little deeper if you can to, to understand what the company culture is. Because you can also shoot yourself in the foot if you do something that's out of alignment with the company culture. That's too. right. Yeah. So, right. Yeah. So you know, it was just one of those things, but it, it kind of set me to the right. 
So do I hold a grudge? No. Do I know who their name is? No. Do I remember which media company? No. I just remember the yeah. tug on my my coat jacket right. <laughs> and going with home. Health, yeah, uh, with the helpful suggestion. And going home and knowing I had to, you know, max the credit card out or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, I used to have to wear a tie for for work too. Yeah, those but, those days are are gone, fortunately. So, and I think a lot of it too is that media buyers don't want the hassle. They don't want the hassle of four hundred shows on a on a buy. Right. So that's part of it too. Yeah. So Todd, there's always uh, people out there here, and, and I hear it more more recently, and it's been going on for years. People stating that um, Apple is kind of not investing in podcasting, or Apple's not doing enough, or Apple, you know, is has made this mistake or that mistake, and or Spotify's innovating and Apple's not. Um, I just wanted to, to to mention that I don't you know I'm sure many notice this, but there's a bunch of new jobs um, that have been posted for Apple staff, and we both know Apple. You know, a, a fair amount of the staff at Apple listens to the show, but mm-hmm. I just wanted to bring attention to a couple of things that posted around um, job listings at a- Apple, which I thought were interesting. I don't know, Todd, if you notice this or not, but they're they're hiring a podcast editor, Moss. Well, that's interesting. The Russian link. Well, they yep. they made and this a big announcement. Also doing it in France. Well, you saw their big announcement this week. They sent an email out saying they're expanding language. You know, they're got to find the email now. Yeah. Yeah. App just just no. Apple's not sitting on their their laurels no. here. They're they're they want to keep the market share that they have. Let's just put it safe. Um, that, yeah. And they're going to compete. Hey, uh, Mike, if you're watching, uh, help me find that, uh, that posting from Apple. Uh, where is, oh, I know it where we put it. You know, when you're in your Slack stuff, oh my God, it's a little crazy. Right. Let's see here. No, it's not there. Where the heck did I put it? Where did Sean well, anyway, they had a big announcement about um, expanding Language languages support. and yeah, right. and and stuff supporting hosts and co-hosts, pictures and more of that stuff. You have to well, go I in. think it is safe to say that Apple or um, Spotify is pushing them a little bit, and I think uh, Google getting involved in podcasting is maybe pushing them a little bit. What do you think, Todd? I, I think so. I I would like to push Apple. Shh, Apple into expanding their RSS spec. Yeah. That and stop taking automated submissions from people like uh, Anchor. <laughs> Let's a hey, Apple, please, please, because you guys can move it. I can't. If right. I could, I would just do it. I, I need a tag for transcripts. Right. I, I need a tag for proper pronunciation on smart home devices. For show titles. For show titles. Right. I need those right. two. <laughs> and and maybe, maybe a third tag for a um, closed caption transcript link. Maybe three. Mm-hmm. Right. Can you give us those three? Add those to the spec? 
<laughs> and I know one that's kind of you know, bubbling around out there is the, and one that pod chasers chasing as well. Not draw a pun there, but is uh, guess info. I don't um, think you'll ever get that. That'll no, be know. abused. I know. I know. I mean, I know it, it, it's something that pod chaser offers and Apple is offering it to, you know, a select list of shows, but if we could somehow build some, some security layers um, around this, it would be great to have that as well. For those of you that didn't get the email from Apple says, we'd like dear podcast creator. We'd like to share some updates that'll help improve the experience of you for your listeners on Apple podcasts and make it easier to manage your content. Search enhancement, international expansion. Mm-hmm. Today on Apple Podcasts, listeners can now discover shows and episodes by searching in audio, searching audio in 10 more languages, in, in addition to English, Dutch, Danish, French, German, Japanese, wow, Korean, Norwegian, Russian, Spanish, Russian. and Swedish. Japanese. You know how hard it is to do that in Japanese with kanji? With this yeah. enhancement, listeners can z- easily search for and find shows by title, topic, guest, host, and more with just a few tabs. So this is important. This is an expansion. Title, topic, guest, host, and more. So Daniel, let's go figure out what the more is. Moreover, we are expanding host and guest images across shows and episode pages for a subset of shows in French, German, Japanese, Russian, and Spanish, making it easier to find related content to help fans dive deeper into the listening experience. These features are routinely, routinely added to more shows. So in other words, you don't get it by default. To prepare your show for eligibility, you got to sign into Podcast Connect, review and accept the latest terms of service, identify the appropriate language in your show's RSS feed, which is very important. If your show page already displays a host and guest section, you'd and you'd like to update or add images, contact them. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And they've said we've enhanced podcaster support and published dozens of new articles to make it easier. These resources will guide you through every step of your journey as a podcast creator from brainstorming your show ideas to generating, submitting a podcast RSS feed. You'll also find valuable resources on how to monitor your show's performance and optimize your marketing strategy. Best regards to the Apple podcast team. Now here, Rob, the reason I wanted mm-hmm. to read that, has any podcaster gotten an email like that from Spotify? Nope. Rob, what'd you say? Nope. Nope. Yeah. Spotify hasn't sent anything out to help podcasters. I don't think so. I, I don't think so either. Now I do get an email from Spotify every week that is promoting some shows that they own. Right. But I've never seen an email from Spotify that tells podcasters and helps podcasters build their audiences, improve their listings. Never seen anything like that. But this is not the first email we've gotten from Apple, is it, Rob? No, it's not. It's probably maybe, <laughs> what, six or more a year, probably? Yeah. And they've actually come out with a, a 
a program, an educational program. So, or, or what website on best practices on how to market your podcast. So who cares about you? Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and who's not trying to take advantage of you too. And who's right? been here since 2005. Right. Yeah. I don't kiss up the Apple team. I appreciate the Apple team. They know it. I mean, and, and I know really, we, I know really we, it goes, goes without saying, Todd, I mean, if you just look at the market share numbers tells you how, how much of an impact they've had. And you and I've had discussions on this show with the Google team. Yep. Now Apple by policy company policy, it's, if you get an, if you get, if you can book an Apple person to be on your show, I mean, you, you've like, you've hit the home run. It's just, it's, they don't do it. It's right. just a, and they don't do it for all of their property. It's not, you, you, yeah. they'll happy to talk to you at a different events and talk yeah. to you on the phone, but you know, they, they're, they're very, Apple policy is very restrictive on what they can do media wise. So Todd, one time we came very close, very close. <laughs> and, and, and he's listening to the show right now, I'm sure. <laughs> and he knows who, who we're talking about. So. Right? Yeah. And so, but at the same time, well, maybe we ought to try to get the Spotify folks on here, Rob. I, I actually had the Spotify folks on, on my speaker live show. Um, but guess what? I lost the audio file. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have a good history with them. <laughs> I did. I had the, you know, it was a dedicated episode. Oh of my, my live show. Oh my Spotify. Theme. And you didn't have a backup recording. Oh, you're such a bad podcast. No, no, I was doing it live. Oh, speaker, and I, I forgot to check the, the, the little checkbox that says save recording. <laughs> you would think if you're doing a, uh, a podcast on a podcast platform, that would be by default, and you'd have to uncheck that not to. <laughs> right, right, exactly, and uh, yeah, so I lost that. And by the so, way, Mike, thanks for getting that to me in Slack. Mike saved the day. So, but I'll, I'll try and get. I'm, I mean, I know Courtney over there, so maybe I can get him to join us. So, yeah. Because if you don't, we're just going to speculate. <laughs> right. Come in and fill in the blank. Right. You know, and, and give us assurances that you're not going to do what we're thinking you're going to do. Right. You know, but we know what Apple's going to do. So. Yeah. I think. You know, there's a lot of rumors flying around right now that they're going to get into premium stuff, and they're they've hired a a a, a woman to work on original podcast content. Um. So, but the question remains, Todd. I don't I don't know if I, I know the answer to this question, but are are those um podcasts that Apple is creating in their their creation team is that going to be just freely distributed outside of Apple's platform, or is it only going to be on Apple? Uh, Rob, you're and be honest. Uh, just to be frank, I'm not following that close, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure either off off my head. I know that there's audio that's being produced that you can see on your your iPhone. Yep, that's being being produced. It's formatted like a podcast. I just don't know if it's being distributed or heard on other listening platforms. But you know, there's some things we need, and as an industry, we can't seem to. 
get enough groundswell. And unfortunately, I would more than, you know, I, hey, I, I know you're, you're, you're yelling at me, James, but Apple says it, it's going to happen. Everyone will adapt it. Mm-hmm. So for, as, as a podcast host, if I can't get it one way, I, I'm going to do everything in my power to make suggestions to those teams to please consider. And this is not new. We've been talking about this for a while. They were, there was a representative at one of our meetings that we had, part of a, the coalition thing we were trying to get going, where they know what the industry wants, and I hope right. that they will take up the the mantra and and make it happen because right that's the only way we're going to get industry adoption for some stuff we really really need right and there's more that's i just named three tags there's probably 20 but those are in my mind the three that we need the most right right and i know that james has been pushing on me to get uh, some subcommittees going at the podcast academy. I'd, I'd like to have a com- company of a country of origin tag too in podcast RSS feeds. Right, right. I'd like to know if a podcast too, because the company, the the country, the the you set the language tag, but it doesn't mean it's from right. France. Right. So I think um, country, um, state, and city. I just need country right now. <laughs> no, I know, I know, but I mean, ultimately, I think. That's that's what would be ideal. Um, yeah, I agree, Todd. So, what do you think? Do you think I I should really push to ha- have a subcommittee? Yeah, under the podcast academy, like it, James keeps pushing me uh, for. Uh, how else are we going to? You know, I, I can beg Apple all day, and they can snicker. Right, but they have their own internal policies they got to deal with. You know, this is not something right. that somebody just say, "Yep, let's do it." That that's. You know, that's a right. big meeting with a big boss, I'm sure. You know, that they just can't make an implementation because guess what? And they have to support it and they have uh, to dev for right. it. Yeah. And Ben Cave is on the governing board of the Podcast Academy. He's the guy that's in charge of Apple Podcasts. So, so. you know, and, and, and if, if, if we as a community will say it, Mm-hmm. I, be honest with you, I don't need that information going back to Apple Podcasts. I right. just need it for our platforms. Right. All the hosts need it. And maybe right. that's what it is, Rob. Maybe say the hell with it. Maybe just the hosts get together and we just do it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. just it, it, I, maybe we can get the hosts to agree. We don't need the app folks to even agree. That's it, true. That, um, yeah. If we can just get. 10, 15 well, hosts. I mean, ultimately, they probably will adopt it because it's available, right? Potentially, but if we could get 10, 15 hosts to say, okay, yeah, we're going to add it and we, you know, easy, we, we can probably do it that way. Maybe that's the easiest way. And then if Apple adopts it, great. If they don't, again, I've got tags that Apple doesn't support, nor would I expect them ever to. Right. Right. And what that's we're true. talking about, folks, is identifying information be able to put stuff in the RSS feed so that, as an example, you have a transcript. You can now then, within your podcast host, you can put your transcript. You could link your transcript in your metadata. You link to your closed caption 
document in the metadata. You can link right. to and tell us what country you are from in the metadata. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. It's hey, just, Todd, hey, hey, Todd, let's change topics okay. here. What, <laughs> what, uh, what makes for a good podcast? Do you think? I mean, what's from a content perspective? What's the hot, hot oh. thing that everybody's all focused on about? what is considered to be a good podcast. Well, okay. So I, I don't listen to true crime, but okay. But, so storytelling is what you're Yeah. Saying. True crime storytelling is, is definitely pretty hot right now. Right. But, but what's hot to me is not hot to you. Well, let's back up and really think about this. What, what is storytelling? Why is it different? Why is it unique in some way? to focus on the term storytelling podcast. It's old time radio come back to life. Or is it just a concept that at the very fabric of storytelling that really at the end of the day, isn't every podcast somewhat of a storytelling podcast? We do it right here. Right. So using this tag, coming up with great stories as a, as a flag for what's considered to be qual- more quality content or a better podcast is a storytelling podcast. Have we been talking about podcasting in a way, Todd, I think o- over the 15 years it's been around that's underemphasized what it is um, versus leaving it open to fictional and reality-based story, serialized storytelling as the, as the perception of what good. Well, let's think about it for a second. Let's take it out of a non-storytelling context. You think about storytelling, it's about some mystery murder or, or something, but right. really what, and it may have a plot. It may be written. It may be produced. That's what people traditionally think of as a story, like reading mm-hmm. a book, right? You're reading a mm-hmm. Tom Clancy novel or something from Stephen King. That's that's a story. Yeah. So Telling great story. I mean, it's almost like right. the analogy of a movie, right? But it's a great story, but right? or a TV show. So when I do my other show, what do I spend the first fifteen minutes doing? Maybe tell a little few stories. Right. And it's not necessarily a story, but what's happening, what's went on, some relation, talk about some conspiracy theory, talk about the news, and then it turns into more commentary and a traditional type of news show. But right. in the beginning, I'm more having a conversation and telling a few stories here and there. So mm-hmm. um, and some shows are about life. There's storytelling, right? So they're just talking about mm-hmm. life, what's happening. So I think in the essence, I think you're on something. It's, I think we're all to a certain extent storytellers. Right. So maybe the medium is maybe a reason, maybe just because the, the, those types of shows are being taken to the next level because they truly emphasize what the space already is. Or it's just a, just a production difference. Right. Yeah. Or, or the other analogy that i've drawn is that 
the only distinction or the only significant distinction is how long the stories are. Right? Is the is a is a story that's longer, it's multi-episode on the same track, it's a linear experience, somehow a better experience than a storytelling podcast that maybe is only one episode or has multiple stories in an episode. Is there a quality perceived? Is it better to have a long story than shorter as a quality judgment for a podcast? I can't answer that. I think people, well, you look at Serial and the success that had, that was a multi-episode story. Mm -hmm. So it had, it ran great, had great success. Right. But I think for the average podcaster, it's hard to do that. So it's the production element. Oh, I think, I think so. Yeah. Because you go back to Dr. Floyd dates. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know who Dr. Floyd is, I, do you think his shows are still online? No, well, it's possible. Uh, let me, let me do a Google search. Oh, I wrong button. The Adventures of Dr. Floyd. I think that's what it was, right? Mm -hmm. And for those of you that don't know, I think this was the first true, what would you call it, a drama? The Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd. Yes, they are still online. Guess where they are hosted at? This is kind of funny. <laughs> Rob, uh, whoops, hang on here. Where do you think those are hosted at, Rob? I have no idea. Oh, wait a minute. Where is that? Let me look here. I mean, I'm trying those to self-hosted. No, those are on. That's on a. That's on one of the original templates for Libsyn. Oh, is it? I can't <laughs> I, see it. So I think that is a, a original is archive show. Archive show. So this is actually, wow, episode five hundred and two. Let me go back to season one. Oh my God! I just got. I'm downloading something here. Um. This is a 2020 show. Let me see if we can hear a little bit of it here. So it's, out, it's dated August 23rd, 2020. Hmm. Okay. So any, it's something's, well, anyway, long story short, they, he was the original multi-person true storyteller podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did real well back in the day. Right. So, I don't know. I Maybe I've taken us off track here. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to read something r r really quick here. A story well told can be very fascinating or interesting no matter what the subject right mm -hmm. as, so really it's a matter of finding people that are telling great stories so, so when you look at like a Joe Rogan or you look at um, or you look at you know a show even like this at the spectrum that that is um, isn't what's engaging about this show is telling a thought line right which is a story and it can be fictional or it can be theoretical uh, it can be reality um, there are really talented people that don't have the backing of huge legacy media companies that can tell these stories. And 
they have something really important to say, mm. right? So, you know, the spectrum of storytelling podcasts, uh, really at, at its core of this medium is much broader than I, I think many perceive the term storytelling to be. I think there's a perception that that that's the, the large team productions and it doesn't include podcasts like this one or Joe Rogan as considered to be under that definition of a quality story. Gotcha. Oh, I stand corrected. Hey, Dr. Floyd, if you get wind of this, um, it isn't, you aren't on a Libsyn site. You're on a WordPress site using a very old version of WordPress and a very old version of PowerPress. Oh, really? (laughs) I, I, it looked, I mean, it's very old, uh, update i'd run an update on that bad boy <laughs> right probably not tremendously secure right? uh, i'm just saying it's uh it's it's old so <laughs> yeah. mike was doing some investigation work after i showed it and uh uh yeah he's definitely using a very very old old version of of power press See, I'm, right. I'm trying to go back in his archive to see when he started. And I'm going, I'm all the way back to 2009. But anyway, I, it's interesting. Who wrote that article, Rob? Uh, it was an interview with, um, uh, uh, with Allison Marino, who's um, actually founded a podcasting network um, called, uh, uh, was it Lipstick? and vinyl uh-huh so it was an article that popped up uh talking about um her experience in podcasting and what makes a good show mm. hmm. so i think it was a if you apply it to the broader medium of podcasting and the the current kind of discussion that i hear quite often around what quality podcasts are it all tends to focus on large team storytelling productions these days. And I just wanted to open it up and say that probably there's, I agree that those are quality productions, no question about it, but I think that there's big audiences being aggregated by shows that are not under that serialized storytelling format, like a TV show. Right. Right. I'm getting close here. So 167, oh, I bet you the next page is it, oh, I found it. So the ventures, the radio ventures of Dr. Floyd started in November of 2004. Okay. First, uh, the first promo they put out. Mm-hmm. was uh, November 7th, 2004, with the first episode the same day. Mm-hmm. And then uh, one a week. And it's some of the stuff, I don't think it's actually being produced, but I think they're just recycling content. So let's see if we can hear a little bit about... Yeah, if you guys can't, I, I, I maybe I'll have to link to the episode, but it goes all the way back to 2004, and it's probably the most highly produced show of the early days of podcasting. Mm-hmm. He'd have a cast of, oh, you know, Clinton, if, if Clinton's on today, he was at one of those, we, some of those live events that they did, he was 
there was lots of people involved in that show in the early days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why I'm stuck on this, but yeah. the old guy in me is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, I just, uh, I, I see a lot of, you know, as I said earlier, we see a lot of stuff coming in the podcasting space and it's exciting. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was talking to, um, I was one of the people we interviewed and um, she asked me, she says, what kind of people are creating podcasts today? And I just kind of like went through like this list, you know, and I don't think there was a segment of society, a segment of business, a segment of, I think, I think we're, I think we've hit it all at this point. Is there, is there a segment of our society that is not podcasting right now? Uh, I think it's just, um, there's areas I think that are still undeveloped. Oh, there's some Um, definite areas of weakness. Right. And I think the the part that's growing really fast is content coming out of other places other than the United States. And in other languages, there's definitely more content being produced now than ever. Yeah. So, So the rest of the world's catching up. Yep, indeed. So, a few things in uh, the chat room. Seth Godin Gooden's Acamibio, did I pronounce that wrong? It's pretty simple and a great storytelling show. Um, Brett says, any podcaster screening serial level production quality is nearly impossible. That is true. Brett says, do people tend to equate storytelling to produce works of fiction? I think that's probably well there's some good storytellers out there that aren't doing fiction either but there are some that are yeah i think it's a it's a similar it can be a similar production style content certainly is produced differently is audio drama growing i don't think so but it depends on how you quantify audio drama yeah what's yeah i think any kind of a story um, reality or fictional based storytelling can be seen as a drama mm-hmm. of some sort, right? Yeah. I think there's genres like science fiction and there's subgenres of content um, out there, whether it be true crime or I think that there's there, there are other genres of storytelling podcasts that I think are yet to be fully explored. So, yeah. Right. I don't think anything else. I, um, have we run out of stuff to say today? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, I, I did notice that the Chevrolet company. Oh yeah. Uh, has made their first podcast sponsorship. And I think this is actually their first, first. I don't think Ford was involved before, but. Well, Ford has been involved. Yeah, I'm saying Ford has been involved before. Right, right. Besides. Yeah. I don't think we've seen Tesla get into podcast sponsorship, which I think would be an interesting connection for them. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've heard BMW or Buick or any of those, those kind of brands. 
And if they did, it's been a while since they they've been yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so we may see more of that happen. Yeah. Over time, you know, Jeep or you know some more of those GM brands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it did. It was interesting though that Spotify did reveal their top podcast on Spotify for the summer. Right. Michelle Obama's podcast was number one in the globe, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see here. In the top five uh, news now from NPR, The Daily, Call Her Daddy, and TED Talks Daily. Those were like the top five. Of none I've I've never listened to. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Not at all. And, um, there was something else that's going to talk about here. Uh, I guess it wasn't that important. I think I'm out of juice, Rob. I think we're uh, dragging here a little bit to keep oh. the show going. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's fair <laughs> enough. I think we can let let people go back to their normal life. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we, I think we had good participation in the chat room today. We appreciate those of you who are here. And, right. uh, I didn't, I wasn't watching YouTube pretty close. So I'm going to look over there now and, uh, oh yeah. Oh, beauty bubble says, Todd, you crack me up. Uh, specifically what? <laughs> <laughs> Try to have a little fun here, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> so, so I, I did see that Marco Arment, uh, did a podcast, um, here recently so so what was he raging on this time <laughs> i don't know i didn't actually hear hear the interview i just saw that he had done one i haven't listened yet but um it would be good to have marco on hey you know if we could get him that he's he's got in unique perspectives and quite yeah. the defender of the space to be honest i think he's he's very much a defender of the openness of it yeah right yeah for sure and the non, to some degree, the non-commercialization of it too. But, um, but yeah, I'll try and get him on. Um, I don't know who else might we want to try and get in here. Oh, we could get on the gentleman from red circle yeah. potentially. Yeah. So, yeah. So by the way, by the way, by the way, audience, what, uh, are you guys about zoomed out, are you zoomed out? or <laughs> Google meet or, Go to meeting or what's the other platforms I've been on this week? Blue jeans. Have you been on that? Yeah, I've been lately? on blue jeans. Uh, that's and I and I was actually a really weird name. I got an us. invite to a a meeting that I'd never seen before, and then when the interface started or to a company, you know, is some free conference call thing or whatever, and I loaded the meeting up. So this looks like Zoom, and the lady said, "Yeah, it's branded Zoom." I'm like, oh. <laughs> "Wow." So labeled Zoom, huh? Yeah, white labeled Zoom, and yep, death by Zoom, not by PowerPoint anymore, <laughs> or or Skype. Yeah, in the older days, right? We did have our first uh, one of our first Scrum ceremonies today. We actually got the uh, got to see the review of all the work the Scrum team's been doing for the last two weeks. That was quite enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So uh, the switch to Scrum has been. Now, you know, we'll see how it goes in the next couple of, uh, couple of cycles and then have more to say, but 
I don't. Do you guys work on that over there? Where do you guys work on? Do you even know what your devs do? I'm not really at that level of participation in their process. Yeah, yeah. our company did it company wide. The whole the whole stack. Oh, oh everybody. Everybody. Wow. Yeah, we're even I. So marketing, sales, everyone's on the same. Yeah, I'm sure we're agile. I think that's where yeah, we're at. We're yeah. at the agile. We're you know, <laughs> if if you're not attending ceremonies every two weeks where you're doing sprints, then you're agile, but you're not agile thrown. We uh, are doing sprints. So oh, so okay. So maybe you are. I don't know that it's scrums, but I think well, it's, maybe it's, it's definitely sprints. It's probably you. you, you maybe you aren't, but if, if you know those words, then you, you guys probably are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah probably. So. All right, everybody. Uh, we'll get out of here. Oh, people left. People bailed as soon as said, we said we're going to go. All right, Todd at <laughs> blueberry.com. <laughs> They're out of here. At this Geek News on Twitter. And I can be found on Twitter too at Rob Greenley, and that is four E's. And uh, and I I can also be found on email uh, Rob G at Lipson Doc. So uh, we didn't get any comments from Rob Walsh being on. So uh, you know maybe you guys haven't listened to it yet. But all right, everyone, take care. We'll see you next time. We'll see you here on Saturday at twelve Eastern, nine a.m. Pacific. Uh, come join us. Hang out with us on Saturday. We just appreciate your ongoing support. Everyone take care. Yeah. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye.